There you go. Right. Hello. Um, this is uh, episode three on the DVD. Uh, which one is this? Do we say it was a donor? Donor. It's a donor. A donor. I am still Chris Addison. I'm still Carl Cooper. I'm still Simon Nichols. There you go. Um, now, uh, the music. Should we talk about music? Is that a thing we should talk about? Yeah. We need to talk yeah. about at some point. Ooh, the music goodness. for Labrats was composed by NPM Music, Chris and John at NPM Music, who are brilliant. Chris across from John Taylor, is that right? Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? Who were in a band called Menlo Park, which is where the, the uh, NPM bit comes from. But the way that we found them was that at the time that we were writing this, my son was obsessed with Charlie and Lola, the excellent children's animation um, made by Tiger Aspect. And... Uh, and which is a brilliant program. If you've got small children, you know that very few children's programs are really any good. And that one is fantastic. And it's got this great incidental music in it. Lots of really brilliant, clever music. And so those are the guys that we wanted to talk to, aren't they? Mm. So we talked to them and a couple of other people who weren't able to do stuff really for us. And uh, and we gave them a brief and they came back with more or less exactly what we wanted. Mm. I think. They, they pretty really much they just came back with Fair a piece time. of music and we loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were just they were just spot on. In retrospect, I think we made a slight mistake with the with the title sequence. I think we should have gone with something less cartoony. The idea was mm. we wanted to. My, my this is it's my fault. I'll take complete blame for this, but because I thought, well, what, it's this is a it's going to be a big cartoon. That's what we're going to make. Mm. We're going to make a big live cartoon. Let's do a cartoon title sequence to give it that sense to start off with. And I'm not sure that was the right thing to do. In retrospect, I think it might what, maybe sold the thing short. What else could we have done? Well, we could have. I think we could have um, made it more horror-ish. You know, a bit black and white. You know, Bla- Blair Witch. Have you seen the Blair Witch project? <laughs> but just, but just, just make it made it. I can remember Graham Linehan talking about that about the Father Ted thing that they were going to give it a sort of wacky title yeah. track, mm. and, and and Jeffrey Perkins saying to them, "Don't do that. Don't do that, because you'll undermine it. You undermine it. Yeah, you know, you've written some lovely characters and." And you're selling them short. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I only heard that after I was unable to uh, to benefit from that piece of advice. But um, anyway, for, for, costume, for what we asked was great. Yeah, the costume. We only she's only dressed like that so that we can't see that she's got a pink mohair jumper on. Yeah, underneath. Mm. And we had to. I can remember and very. It was very late in a, a rehearsal day of that week. Only the week before that we had to. Um, we worked out that we couldn't see and we needed a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So we said, oh, what we if she's. Um, well, no, she comes in leathers, yeah. and then we wrote the bus joke. Yeah, it was no, whilst we were on our way out. To cover it, didn't we? Yeah, it was. Almost, someone was asking us about it as we were just about to leave the rehearsal rooms in East in uh, North Acton. I can remember we were standing more or less by asking the door. Us about what? Yeah, about you know what what we were going to do with that, and it hadn't really occurred to us, mm. and we just sort of came up with the joke by the door. Now this was written. This was um. The set for this episode is all uh, backwards, it, uh, it, we, we, yeah. which is to say that we turned the whole set round so that the lab was facing away from the audience, this room at the back was facing the audience, and for once the Dean's was at the front. Uh, yeah. room was, was at the front, so things were slightly <coughs> slightly different here. Poor Robin Ince. Mr Robin Ince, one of our very favourite people. Fish fingers stuck to his face. Now, Robin nearly died in this room. This little cupboard. Uh, when we did the first take, uh, he had to just stop and say, "I'm really sorry." Yeah. Um, well, he managed to hold out for quite yeah. a long time. He waited till the end of the take, the end of the scene, and then he said, "I'm, I'm terribly really sorry, sorry, but I'm actually on, on fire here." <laughs> he was and his legs actually were smouldering with, with the lights and the dry ice thing. 
there's some some terrible yeah. reaction that occurred and they had to rethink it. But it was such a shame because the because it was the audience. <laughs> the, the surprise was completely gone, wasn't it? From yeah. from the yeah. from yeah, the yeah, audience. Yeah. But the the no one had figured that dry ice can burn you. And the snow spray, whatever it is, that's mm. on it's on his slippy. Well, that ended up on that. Yes, we'll come to that. Made the place like a. But this cryopod was fraught in. Oh, it's in so many ways. But let, let's just talk about a little bit for a second about um, the character of Sir Andrew Chother. There he is. There he is. Now, we wanted to write the most annoying man in the world. And um, and I think we may have slightly met the brief too well. <laughs> in, that, uh, in that people did... It's it truly... could go annoyed to the point of being actually annoying. However, I think he's brilliant. I think his yeah. performance is great. And... And it's based on something else. Yeah, it's really f- it's um, based on a character that I wrote for uh, the In Crowd again, a Radio Four sketch show. Um, I well, it was yeah, it was actually when I was in school. I wrote this thing about we had to show someone around a house. We had to yeah. write an estate agent sing. Yeah. And uh, and I just got bored, and and it started getting more and more ridiculous. The yeah. things that were in this house, <laughs> yeah. gold taps and holy yeah. water and. Yeah. Big mirrors that make you look like uh, Lancaster. Because I was only about <laughs> thirteen at this point. And what and uh, the, what, what mark did you get, Carl? And I've got I've still got the book and it's crossed out and it's got see me written. <laughs> written. <laughs> and then I was looking through my English books and I saw this thing and I thought, oh, that's funny. I could use. I'll I'll write a sketch based on that, a monologue type of thing for the in crowd, and uh, and I wrote it. It was funny jokes in it, but we couldn't couldn't make it work and then once Robin was staying at our house and um, he did a Christopher Biggins impression yeah mm. uh, when we were sat having our tea and he made me laugh a lot so I put the that sketch with that voice and came up with that thing Robin is um, it must be said perhaps one of the funniest people that mm. you'll ever meet he's just if just in conversation he's absolutely hilarious and then when he does things like that he goes off on an impression of something that's annoyed him or irritated him or yeah. just appeals to yeah. him yeah. he will go for hours and hours you can just you don't even have to wind him up well, for that as, as long well, as he's so got the, basic food and water mm, funny. the different takes on that he put different jokes in he's put yeah. different yeah he's relentless brilliant um, you can wee all you want when you're dead hmm yeah this is a f- this is a good example of ha- what used to happen when we uh, hived these two off together. Mm. We started to do this. We ri- after we'd written this episode, I think we started to do it a bit, didn't we? Am I wrong about that? Was it? Oh no, it was the B. Because the in bees. B they go off and do stuff. Yeah. Which one? B we we wrote. Did we write B before we wrote this one? No, I don't think we did. No, because this we were. But we're, they sort of turned this into went, Dick Dastardly and Muttley. We were originally yes. going to have. Um, John Quayle, yes, right. who's in the mm. diary episode, with f- Frozen in the. That's right. Mm. It went Quayle through. Part. It went through lots and lots of um, generations. This this yeah. plot, didn't it? Uh, this is look at this joke. <laughs> Lovely. Mm. <laughs> I love that joke. That was one of those ones that just came just out. We didn't yeah. have to yeah. think of that. It was, it was just um, there, wasn't it? We've gone, right, we're outside the toilets. We need a joke uh, for him to do. Yeah. Would disable toilets. It just came mm. out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the necklace as well. I'm not wearing a necklace. I'm not wearing a necklace. That's a Billy Connolly. 
Yeah, well, it's a little bit like that. I'm not wearing a hat, isn't it? Yes. I'm not wearing a hat. In one of his World Tours of Scotland uh, programmes, someone says, I like your hat, and he says, I'm not wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, sauna addiction. But anyway, this, the, this was an extremely fraught recording. Uh, because, as I've said before, these things tended to go on for hours and hours and hours. But on this occasion, things went on for hours and hours and hours because, um, as we mentioned earlier, the snow in the cryopod reacted with something that had been used to clean the floor to make everything murderously slippy. It didn't matter what you did to your shoes. It didn't matter whether you were mm. barefoot. In fact, everything was, everything it was, was slippy after it was a while. spraying glue on you. On the bottoms of the mm. shoes, but it didn't work. It didn't work because it, you know you'd stay you'd stay upright for thirty seconds and then it would all wear off, or you'd or, it, or more of the, the slippy stuff would get stuck to the sole of your feet, and you'd be all over the place. So, in fact, look, you just grinning, you're just grinning at watching him. Aren't you? <laughs> just watching Robin. But in fact, halfway through the episode, no, thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> Alex. Change his shoes halfway through the episode because I I, I had to oh, put yeah. my own Converse yeah, trainers on. Right <laughs> this this episode was shot out of order in the end, and a lot of the stuff is first takes because there were so many disasters. People started mm. falling over. There's a point where I run o run into this uh, room um, to uh, to check that he is uh, in or Pimple not in the pod. And the cryo door. And the door. Off. Well, I fell. I slipped, yeah. and I held onto the door of the pod. But of course, it's not a real door. It's not a real cryo pod. <laughs> They're quite expensive, if in fact they exist. And uh, <laughs> imagine if a light up bulb's a thousand pounds, you can imagine what a cryo pod's going to cost. So, so I, the door couldn't support me, and I went over onto my ass and. Um, Robin hurt himself quite badly. Yeah, when he was uh, jumping. He went, about. he went over, and it was just a nightmare. <laughs> the. Uh... <laughs> oh, I love this. Uh... When Minty comes in, that's such a lovely reveal. Who's she? <laughs> Who's she? Look, Look at, at Robin's face as well. <laughs> There's a bit in a sec where she mouths bitch. So she's just she's not remember, interested in Alex so she's yeah. just looking at him all the time I remember in rehearsals when Robin first came in saw us in that outfit I think he was in heels as well yeah look oh poor Robin <laughs> the things that we make him do he's such a sport <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> and the, the, the curler that falls yeah. off there. The um, the uh, worth. That's good. No, when uh, when um, <laughs> Selena wouldn't do that, I had to I had to persuade her over yeah. and over again to just hit me properly in the fat. I'm annoyed with myself there because I looked like I was waiting for it, but uh, mm. but you, I I really believed it. It's like when I was hit in the face with the snail door, the doors the snails coming through. Just I was having to say to the props guys, just smack me as hard yeah. as you can, and they just. They were very nervous about it. Mr. Um, Kimwall. Mr. Kimwall, who's absolutely brilliant. brilliant. You see him in everything. He's in um, that episode of the IT crowd at the beginning of the second series, the one, the one in the theatre that uh, everybody always cites yep. as their He's in Pitbull Cuff. He's, uh, oh, he's just magnificent. He's Again, when he came in to audition for the part, we just giggled. Yeah, he's, he's so, so funny. too funny. 
After a while, Carl and I stopped going to any of the castings mm. because uh, it became clear that you there's a fundamental difference between seeing somebody on the on in tape. the room and on tape. Yeah, like I remember yeah. one particular person who interviewed for the dean, and we thought we found her. We f- for Dutch actually yeah. it was for the pilot. We thought we found her. We found her. We know who this is. Brilliant. And then we and we ran into. Um, the office mm. and put it on to show Armando and uh, Adam Tandy who directed this and uh, and it uh, wasn't it just wasn't, wasn't the not, same nothing it, something no, had stopped because yeah. I wasn't in that yeah you weren't in that particular thing that casting and when I saw it back I couldn't mm. understand what you no, but she, it was, she was magical in the room it was extraordinary mm. so in the end Carl and I um, decided that it wasn't we had, be- we had better things to do than, um, than, than sit in those castings partly mm. but also because you you just don't get the right impression, I think. You know mm. when people are wrong, yeah. but you're not yeah, always yeah, yeah. right about people being right. I think is the is the John Quayle, who's in the who's in the diary. Well, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, but yeah he's great. Um, so anyway, lots. Uh, go on. Sorry, what are you no, saying? I was just laughing at that in it to win it thing. In it to win it. The um, yeah, lots of this was shot out of order. Lots of things were, were um, first takes because of all these disasters. Mm. Um, and the consequence of that is that there's a lot, there's an extraordinary energy, I always think, in this episode yeah. that I don't particularly pick up always in, in other yeah, bits yeah. of the series that's completely to do with how um, how how fraught everybody was. It was it's, exciting that we enjoyed it. It's a manic plot and there's mm. fraught performances. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's good. There's a real energy. It's the most manic plot, isn't it? There's a lot of running about. I do love it. And I like seeing Kara losing her cool mm. as well. because The kick, the, the karate kick she does. Because Kara's... Um, because she's in a, her own world all the time. <laughs> Look at him. So she rips... I think she yeah, rips the she jumper rips. here. Oh, there. <clears throat> do you have to draw the pink in? Yeah. She, uh, the, um, Annie had to make this jumper, didn't she? Or she had to have it made, possibly. They, they showed us lots of different types of wool and we couldn't tell what was going to come yeah. out of it, but this was the perfect thing. It's like a bath rug. <laughs> Get in! <laughs> but because Carla's in her own little world, she doesn't normally lose her cool. No. Now, this tent, <laughs> you have to do a thing called tech review. Oh, yeah. Explain tech review for us, son. Uh, tech review is... Basically, once we finish editing the shows, they go to a room where they check that it isn't too stroby and all that kind of stuff. And this tent failed. <laughs> tech review. It's the only thing in the series that didn't that didn't get a pass. Apparently, out, this is strobes and it's bad for people with epilepsy. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that. that's digitally zoomed in slightly to prevent it from strobing. If you zoom at a certain level, it's fine. If you don't, oh, this is go. the bit where I felt yep, my that's bum. That's where you felt. And if you, uh, it's got. It's got different hinges on. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we're getting Thorin. Because Thor- and the boys came to the rescue and. Um, oh yeah, to film the later scene, and you've got your different shoes. Yeah, on. they're my converse to now. Film the uh, later scenes while they screwed the door back on. That's Robin right. was slipping around then. <laughs> Joe Valentine, who Joe Kennedy Valentine, who's our wonderful uh, floor manager, was just she. She was so stressed out by this whole thing because ultimately it's uh, her responsibility to keep her cast safe on the floor. Yeah. And we were all going, no, no, it'll be fine walking about with no shoes on. And she was, go- she was going loopy because, you know, she was thinking, this is horrendous, the, the number of lawsuits that are yeah, a lot possibly of forms attached had to, to this. Be filled in. A lot of forms had to be filled in. I don't in. like this bit. 
No, it just doesn't work, does it? And partly that's to do with the fact that the the prop isn't strong enough for him, for him to pull mm. against and for us to yeah, pull yeah, him yeah. against. So it just doesn't look like we're pulling him properly. His face is a fun So look, Joe doesn't look like she's pulling him at all. Mm, I know. No, it's just. I think work, she's probably it? not pulling because she's worried she's going to oh, slip over. This is good. <laughs> yeah, this is funny because they they just sort of vamped already with this, didn't they? They just the end of this scene. This was done. This is the first take, I think. This actually, this scene was written. Um, this was one of the audition scenes for Minty, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, we wrote this before we even had anywhere to put it, I think. We just mm. wrote a scene. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We wrote a scene for, for, for the we, we had for the awkward secretary, yeah. Because we kind decided that Minty was supposed Minty to be like. Minty was supposed to be just on the right side of being sacked. Just not quite insubordinate enough to be sacked. Yeah, you see Helen smile there as uh, <laughs> as as uh Kim just has that little bit in here. But um so so that so that scene we we've got tapes of lots of people Lots of doing different that. people doing doing that bit, but Helen really got it. It was huge. that crest yeah. thing crest. she did that, Mike crest. that made crest. it laugh, wasn't it? In the yeah. I like these scenes. These are good jokes, aren't they? The mm. like yeah. Nobel. The Nobel Prize jokes are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good performances in the tent as well. I think I think one of the reasons that. We um, hived off Dan and uh, Jeff together was partly because we could really, um, when we were writing, we could really see them. They've they've worked together for years, haven't they? I mean, they've, mm. and they've got a fantastic chemistry, the two of them, because they, because you know they, they're old stages in the world of radio. You've mm. used them a lot, haven't you, mm. for things, Simon? And, uh, but they know each other well, and they yeah. bounce off each other. And well. They're, they're good friends, and it just works. There's an extra bit on there. You remind you, me of you, my ex-wife with your beard line. You're, you're anti-tentiness in your beard yeah, line. You, yeah, anti-tentiness. Yeah. Spooky stuff. The funny thing about Jeff is he's not that dissimilar to the professor no. in many respects. And he does dress like this. He is. Um, he is vastly intelligent and has the, the unbelievable. Uh, he's an actual knowledge. polymath. Yeah, he's an actual polymath, but he is also quite quite mad. This is a first take, I'm pretty sure, as well. I love this scene. I love this mm. double think. This is sort of taken from the Ape That Got Lucky, isn't it? From a little bit, yeah. What was from the one of the sketches. Uh, was it the... That's how you get the nurses. That's how you get the chefs. Mm. Chefs. It was yeah. from Civilization, uh, and it was uh, the... Um, it was an interview. What did you call it? a job interview. That's no, not what's it called. It was... Uh, Psychometric test? Aptitude test. Yeah, that sort of thing. For what what sort of thing you'd be good at doing. What job could you do? Yeah, yeah it was a little bit from from that. And then... Like a Bernie Winters. He's so good in this, Kim. Mm. So straight. We only got to... Because we were up against it, we only got to do... I think we might have only got to do one take of this. Mm. Well, it might have been two, two at the outside. Two, but I really but I'm I sure felt, we used the first I felt like I wanted to do another one. I know that. That he... Look at him. Look, he's so brilliant. Um, but this kind of double thing, this sort of Race. circular logic, is what is what we. That's sort of our stuff. Like mm, isn't it? Yeah, it's often what happens. It's often the basis of conversations between Cara and Alex. Mm. 
could swat him out of. It's almost a bit like the logic of just how the pair of you speak to one another in real life. What are you say? Yeah. yeah. What? Who? Go. Well, quite often, I remember <laughs> when you were giving us writing notes, you would say, you know, when we were talking about writing Alex and Cara, you were saying, you're basically... It's you two. It's you two. Yeah. Basically, I'm a dead it's it's rummy woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he's saying. He... I, hey, I didn't say it. <laughs> he did. It's when he goes, stop that. Thank Shh. you very much. These were all pre-records, weren't they? From yeah. The day, the day before, the ten, all the tenses. I love. I, I so absolutely stupid. love this bit. <laughs> there's Margaret again. Margaret came Smith oh, out yeah. of breath. Do you remember the first time Dan was dressed as Brian? Margaret walked straight past him and didn't recognise. Yeah. Was Dan. Margaret. Um, I love this line of what they what are you pointing Just out? walking past it. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, with Margaret turned up this evening on this evening because she she hadn't been booked. Do you remember this? She turned up and we said no, we do need the secretary. Mm. So they they had they had to book her very quickly and she'd never been she hadn't given, been given a script or anything. So there must have been one in the house because she lives with with Dan. Mm -hmm. So um so you know maybe they don't <laughs> communicate about work and. Uh, but she said, "I I don't know I don't know what to do." And we and we we were you and me talking to her in the in the auditorium. Going, really? What? No one's told you? Okay. So we told we basically said, "This is what we need you to do. Just say something, anything. It doesn't matter what you say. Just say something, so you get paid, speaking part money." Yeah. Oh, so we just said, "Yeah, stand there out of breath, say something, and walk out." Yeah. And that's what happened. How are you going to support little, your little, your little son? son here? I love that. Mm. But you have to <laughs> <laughs> It's a good shot of the two. Yeah. They've got great expressions on their faces. That's terrifying. That stone behind her on the right, that thing's it's a quite serious, slab of liver. Yeah. I find Large it quite a weird, oddly threatening <laughs> object. Is that the wound, wounded cougar melancholy? Wo John wounded cougar melancholy, mm. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that's the only time Selena got to do proper scenes in in her office in front of yeah, an audience? Yeah, and you, there's just something I don't know. It's possibly because there, that if it was quite a special feeling night anyway, and I don't know if it's just me reading things into things because I want to, but I think if it feels like the second series, we would have had her at the front and maybe had the lab at the back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think we and the lab at the front. We did find other ways of using her as well, I think, because she's desperately underused, and mm. that's just mm. down to down to the, to, you know, the necessities of the logic of it. Mm. Is that you can't have her coming in all the time, but yeah. but she's you know you you just want to use her all the time because yeah. she's great. It's the same with Minty, really. The problem with Minty is that you just want to see Minty all the time, you but can't, if it you breaks it. Much, if you do it that. Would, yeah, it with work. this, yeah. I remember in rehearsals we had to teach Jeff how you would use a laptop. That's right, because he'd never seen one. He's got one now, isn't he? He's got one now, but he was trying to use it like a typewriter. And we had to tell him, no, actually, what you do is. Yeah, he was seeing it. Imagine it alone. Yeah, we had to teach him where you just tap the old key. Every time I hit it, every time I hit return, it moves four inches to the left. It's not coming back, it's gone on the floor. Halfway down the Yeah, the strength of seeing a laptop, he thought, oh, I'll get one of these. 
There was a lovely guy who came and, and wrote a brilliant programme for this that was going to look amazing, um, and it never managed to make it the on Jugwell the screen. Bank yeah. Computer oh, yeah. I felt so bad for him. Oh, someone has oh. to turn their mobile off. That'll be... Uh, there we go. This was one take. Yeah. We had three we had three, three doors, I think, that we could smash through. Yeah, this wasn't even rehearsed, was no, it? No, I remember how. No, we ran out of time. We ran out of time in the rehearsal, and we that was all done. We often ran out of time in rehearsals. Yeah, every week. I mean, every week we ran out of time in rehearsals. The shots took so long to set up that we ran out of time in rehearsals, and we also we'd made the it decision. It was blocking to long time, and then there were rewrites we were doing. Sort on the of. weeks as well, you know, like yeah. Mondays. Quite often, we'd send the writers away. Uh, oh the well, actors away too. I mean, the rehearsing in the week was a, was a nightmare for yeah. that. Yeah, because we were because we were making changes all the time. The blocking did take ages, blocking so there did. was very yeah. little time to do a proper rehearsal. But the camera rehearsal on the day that mm. we shot them, those were. I mean, that was, it was mad. Yeah, it it just seemed ridiculous, didn't mad. it? You got it all that, so long. All that time spent on writing it and then. Rehearsing and it, and then you've got four hours yeah. at the most to yeah. get it right in front of the audience. But with the hindsight, when you watch other audience sitcoms, they have about ten or fifteen minutes pre-recorded, so they're only trying to record fifteen yeah, minutes yeah, on absolutely. the night. Yeah. We, we were recording all of it, and we made a specific decision to do that, though, yeah. didn't we? I mean, Armando said that that's what that, that's what yeah. he felt we should be trying do to do. Do everything in front of the audience, but as far as it's possible, quite a stretch. Yeah, it is quite stretched as it as it turns out. Particularly, mm. how much material did we did we tend to end up with? You know, so because each show is supposed to be twenty eight minutes long, what mm. did we tend to end up with? Well, the initial before I'd start editing, there'd be about forty minutes, I think. Really, that much? So there's a lot to cut out. Yeah, but then there's always just little Tighting. nicks and stuff. Yeah. Pushing the horses. Brushing the horses. The problem with little tight tight nicks and so on is that it sort of throws the timing off sometimes mm. I think that's quite often when I, when jokes happen more quickly when response, responses happen more quickly or you know or you need to put a cut away in um, that expands it out quite often the joke in your head the thing that you've mm. written has a particular timing to it that is thrown yeah. off by some editing necessity mm. like tricky, like nicking a little bit of time the or, or the tricky thing with all these sitcoms as well is, is something gets a big laugh and we were getting big laughs all the time and then Actors are stood there waiting for the laugh to die yeah. down before they can deliver the next line, which yeah. means a scene can take <coughs> goes on. Ages. And, on. and you yeah. might have jokes that you just thought we thought were throwaway yeah, jokes, yeah. but they were getting yeah big, big laughs. And then you've got to stand there while they're laughing. It yeah. re- it's funny because it, it doesn't. It, 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 that's a thing that because we, we wanted never to just pack guessed. it full of gags. We just thought let's fill this with jokes. Yeah, but you thought yes, yeah, sitcom. Let's put as many jokes, jokes in it as we, we can, can, which we did. But it turns out that that, that does skew the rhythm that a little bit. It would yeah. ruin the flow of the thing. It's, it, you, Whereas you, you can pack, like the American office, you can pack a location thing full of gags. Absolutely. And because there's no audience, you can yeah. just reel it off and the rhythm's there. I think it's one of the, one of the great strengths of single, single camera. I mean, it, I'd love to have been... If I was a hugely rich man, I would I'd film, film one of these single, single <laughs> camera just to see. Because I've got this suspicion that it would be really interesting to see it. Because the jokes... Mm. The, the, a lot of the jokes... Well, the problem is that in front of a studio audience and and when you're editing it, those throwaway jokes almost either feel like they're hit or need to be hit. Whereas mm. what they what they are better is uh, existing as things that just happen yeah. in in passing. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that I don't think we ever understood, and you mm. you never got the chance yeah. well, to how see would you know that. Until you've done you, it. you don't know. I mean, yeah. even and each other and each other. He's called 
That's so. I was gonna say that scene was filmed a week later because we ran out of time in the studio. You told me. Did you remember? I mean, you, you told me that we'd run out of time and we couldn't film that scene. And <laughs> yeah. I, I stormed off in an uncharacteristic storming off because uh, yeah. actually, to be fair, you to me, did what I call a Basil faulty. I did. Yeah. But what I did. But then I, we did rescue it. But what I did do was yeah. I I, uh, I deliberately stormed off to where there wasn't anybody else, so yeah. that I wasn't calling anyone anything <laughs> unspeakable and then we, we shot it the next week because yeah. the whole Andrew Chubber thing had been leading up to the yeah, yeah. take care of yourself and each other joke which, about which I still, yeah. I still <laughs> love that joke there was a thread oh, the there was queen. supposed to be a load of um, too many things being plugged into a plug yes mm, that's moments, right so that it made more sense that uh, the whole thing shot yeah. out and the thing thought out at the end but we had to but drop that scene as well, didn't we? Yeah. And we just we didn't we decided not mm. to reshoot that. We mm. didn't have time to do that. It was going to be Carl May and John Pigeon being the operators of Federal Bank. <laughs> That's right. Hello. Yeah, oh. I don't know about the logic of the end there, but um, for exactly that reason, they are additional material. Robin Ince and how marvelous. Um. Anything else you want to add about that before your uh, the uh, record is closed? It's a funny episode, that. I love that episode. And uh, it's got its flaws, but I really it's love cartoony, that It's cartoony, which is kind of what we mm. set out to do. Mm. It's got an incredible amount of energy in it. But, um, and you just remember... remember. I remember, because it was so fraught on the night, thinking, this is going to be... It's going to look, you know, part of you thinking... You just remember how things go on the night. And yeah. the fraughtness, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, think... Yeah, yeah. How's this going to pan out? And then in the edit, you, it was one. It was just there's so much energy, and it was one of the funniest. It's funny that so if you don't weird, like on the Robin, night, you're no. thinking, ah. If mm. you don't like Robin screaming like that, that's it. <laughs> the fact is, we love Robin screaming like that. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And with these things, you're just doing things that you make you laugh, and yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely. But that's uh, it's it's very often it's funny trying things out. Doing stand-up as a you know a day job, I, I know that that's the writing process is completely different because it's because it's trying out, isn't it? You try something out in front of an audience. If it doesn't work, it's okay. It's mm -hmm. only sixty people or whatever mm -hmm. in a pub mm -hmm. somewhere, and then you re you rejig it. But with shows like that, with yeah. any kind of sitcom, you have one go. You've got one, yeah, one bash. One go. Those jokes. That's the first time any of those jokes. Yeah. Have been well, not mm. some of them. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. The um, radio series that we did. Yeah, yeah. We nicked some jokes. Most of it. That's never been tested before, and yeah. then it's filmed in front of a live audience and yeah. then stuck on the TV. Yeah, funny business, right? Uh, should we have lunch? Oh yeah, what we <laughs> lunch having? it is. <laughs>